It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Auburn Tigers dominate Alabama, getting revenge and splitting the season with their arch rival. I'm Zach Blackerby. He is Daryl Dapridge, and this is a special live edition of Locked on Auburn. As the Tigers take down Alabama 99-81 to in a game that was not close in the second half, Daryl, largely due to Janai Broom taking over and clearly being the best player on the floor. Yeah, you know, there's a trend that I'm really loving is the way Auburn's finishing games and closing out halves. You know, they they were up 14 at the end of the first half and Broom had seven. And you just had to think that if he gets going in the second half and gets to his scoring average, Auburn can get some separation. So Auburn ends up winning by 18. They extend that 14-point lead. They're a plus four in the second half, even with walk-ons in at the last minute in 30 or so. You have to love the way the only thing that you would want to see or the only thing you could look at tonight and you're just not as static as about is we wanted a hundred right i mean to drop a hundred on alabama right. is is you know it, it it's 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 one of those things where it's it's a mark i mean it's a definite it's a definite statement i don't think alabama defends very well and they don't guard very well so if you're is going to be a team that you're going to get a hundred on at, at home alabama's a prime candidate because of the way they guard but at the end of the night look we have talked about, and for a little while it disappeared, the front court that Auburn has and how elite it is. And when that front court's on, they can be a really special basketball team. I don't have the final numbers in front of me, but what did Jalen Williams and Janai Broom combine for tonight? So Jalen had 26 and Janai had 24, so 50. I mean, 50 from your front, your two front court dudes. 50 is, you know, I mean, for a lot of teams, that's three-fourths of their scoring. And mm-hmm. they got 20 points from the point guard position between Trey Donaldson, Aiden Holloway. Trey Donaldson, I think, played an outstanding basketball game tonight. And I think, too, look in the first half, Auburn had one turnover. One turnover. That'll win you a – that's why it's a blow yeah, up. It's, blow, it's blowout city. I mean, at the end of the day – Auburn was right there in Coleman Coliseum with the chance to win at their place. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say it. I'm the elephant in the room. It wasn't close at Neville. It was a blowout. It was boat race city. So it I think was. you have to feel really good about that and, and the transference of that. You know, if if they meet on a neutral floor at the SEC tournament, whatever. Now, granted, Alabama's a good basketball team. I still think they're a good basketball team. When they're shooting sure. it well – when they're shooting it, you know, in the 45% range from threes. But, you know, we talked before, and I said, if you can hold them in the 30s in three-point land, that they're a completely different basketball game because they're not going to defend. They could not score from the free throw line as consistently as Auburn was, and they couldn't. I mean, Auburn shot it poorly from behind the three. I mean, they were ice cold in the second half. They ended up in the 20s. They mm-hmm. did enough in the first half to get that lead going. But if you can hold Alabama – in the 30% tile shooting threes, you have a good chance to win. Yes, especially with, with the way Alabama started the game. And if you would have told me after the first five minutes that Alabama was going to finish nine of 26 from shooting from the three, I'd be like, oh, we're going to destroy them, which is what happened. Right. But yeah, and 
props to this Auburn team. Like you said, they did not shoot well from three, five of 19, and they stopped and they went inside mm. and they let Jani Broom and they let Jalen, let Jalen Williams and even other guys that attacked the basket, like Trey Donaldson attacked the basket. He didn't shoot a three, which I thought was exciting to see. And then, um, Denver's only, I guess Denver's only shot was, uh, was inside, uh, as well. Katie Johnson did a little bit of everything. Sometimes they did a little too much. I think two of 10 for Katie was probably too many shots, but all in all, Daryl, I mean, this is to me, and we'll talk about some of the impressive stats and we'll talk about the way it was officiated and all of that, but this is a game that this team wanted to win and they showed it on the TV broadcast where Bruce said, Hey, if you want to do something for all those people that support you, you need to beat Alabama. And it's been too long since Auburn has beaten Alabama in basketball. Three games is too many. I don't care if Alabama had one of their best teams ever last year. I don't care if you felt like, you know, things weren't fair in Tuscaloosa. I don't care. And Bruce Pearl doesn't care. You just got to find a way to beat Alabama. And that's, that's exactly that's exactly what they did. Because, Daryl, it would have been very easy for this Auburn team to be so emotional and so fired up and seeing all of their classmates and other Auburn students sleeping and missing class outside of Neville Arena for over 24 hours and to just to play out of control. And you didn't see that because they knew how important this game was. The, the fan base showed out. I mean, we've been talking about this basketball game since the first one ended um, two weeks ago when mm -hmm. they played up in Tuscaloosa. This was an important game, and so many times we've seen Auburn teams, not just in basketball but all sports, get a little too fired up, get a little too antsy, and that's not what we saw here. We saw a very controlled and poised Chad Baker-Mazzara. We saw a very poised Jani Broom, and we saw a very focused and poised Jalen Williams. And to me... When you look at, because not all games are the same. And so when you look at an Auburn team that's going to host Kentucky and is going to go to Tennessee and has put themselves in position to win an SEC championship this season, it's because they approached the, this game the way that they did, and that should fire every Auburn fan up. Three points that I want to come off of. First of all, I want to touch base on something you said that I think is very underrated and something I was afraid of. I was afraid Auburn was going to be too amped up for this game, too yeah. jacked up. Same. The emotion and the pent-up emotion, you know, broom gets stepped on, you know, you lose three in a row to Alabama. I, I, I was like hoping that there was – because basketball is not a sport that you want to come in overly emotional. You can turn it over. You can commit right. silly fouls. You can shoot long. You don't want to do that. So I was concerned about that. Kudos to Auburn for keeping their emotions at the right peakness level. Second of all, I think when you look at it, you know, Auburn lost two games in a row, two games, two tough games at Alabama, at Mississippi State. Mississippi State game, I'd love to have back. I think Auburn played horrible. Sure. How do they answer? They win three in a row. And they win two of those about as impressive as you can at Ole Miss and at home against Alabama. So that's a that's a huge statement. And then the third thing, when you talked about the emotions being in check and how everybody really the clock started ticking, I've watched basketball for a very long time, and I can tell you it's a it's a very rare or unique feeling where I start looking forward to a game two weeks out. Mm -hmm. I just don't look that far ahead. I don't. And mm -hmm. the minute that game ended, 
for a few of my Alabama buddies that were texting me and taunting me, all I would come back was two weeks. I'm keeping receipts and you're going to get yours in two weeks. I, I was so excited for Auburn to have an opportunity to play this game. I just felt like, you know, the anticipation, I normally don't get that way two weeks out. And I think a lot of other people felt that way. It wasn't mm-hmm. just me. I think you probably sensed that. Some of the Auburn fan base was feeling that, the buildup. Yeah. But Auburn didn't allow that to swallow them up. And Bruce Pearl kept the – I mean, it was just the right amount of, okay, you're in our house now. You're not going to push, push us around. We've got something for you to where it didn't go overboard. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really, really mark of a good team. I think so. I think so. We've seen this team allow others to step up. I think you're seeing that a lot at the point guard spot right now with Trey Donaldson and Aiden flipping their roles a little bit. And I don't think everybody really saw that coming over the course of the season. It, it makes sense. But I mean, I don't think, and this is so silly. It sounds silly to say, but I think you'll agree with me. Talking about the energy that was in that place at the start of the uh, start of the game, Trey Donaldson just taking the ball and, and doing a quick 10 foot jumper, nothing flashy, but it was just the right play at the right time to set the tone. That, to me, was really understated in the fact that they didn't shy away with Alabama making their first two threes of the game. Just being poised, cool, calm, and collected, and what I imagine will be the loudest Neville will Mm. be all year. I can't imagine there's going to be a more energetic venue in college basketball than what Neville was tonight. Um, Trey Donaldson, I mean, there are so many leaders that are emerging. And, and we've talked about that before, and they're all different in different ways. But, you know, Trey Donaldson, I think, is becoming the leader that you want with the ball in his hands late in the game. Jani Broom is the guy that you want fighting for you on the front line next to Jalen Williams. And Chad Baker Mazzara seems to be your vocal leader. And then you've got other guys like Katie Johnson who are going to get in people's face. The possession defensively by Katie Johnson at oh. the end of the first half. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to show up in the stat sheet, but that's just a tone setter. It's just putting the guy in a straitjack. You can't he, he go did. anywhere. Yeah, he put I mean, him in a he put him on the spin cycle, like we used to say back in the day. And I think KD was two of ten, but his defense on Sears at some stretch during the game. I mean, you're not oh. going to completely shut him down for the whole game. But there was a long moment there where KD did a really good job stepping the tide. And then what does it say about Auburn and how many different ways they can beat you when they went like six minutes? Huh. without getting a field goal and still maintained a 15 point lead. Right. I mean that that you know that's fine in different ways, fine in different ways. And I'm glad to see you've kind of come on board with me and fallen in love with the 10 foot mid-range jumper like I always preach about. Most underrated shot in basketball. You got to love it. It's underrated. People don't want to take it. Well, take it's the it. least uh least effective shot um in analytics, but that's okay. That's fine. It, when it goes, it goes. We have um, too much right now in analytics in all sports. It's ruining it. Sometimes uh, guts possibly. and yeah, there you possibly. go. Possibly, um, the best meme right now. You just lost to Chad Bacon lasagna. How sweet is that? That your mom's nickname has now turned into a meme, and it will be tweeted at it. Alabama Basketball Twitter. That's when you know you've made uh, it. Right? Uh, yeah, people are tagging us. In it. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. There are just so many unsung heroes on this team right now, but I don't want to quit talking about Janai Broom. So do you think with this level of performance with Janai Broom, 
that this will alter the offensive game plan moving forward for the Auburn team? Do you think, or like, is this sustainable for Janai Broom and Jalen Williams to do this down low every single game? Because I think in, against most opponents, it will be. Most opponents, you, you you said it right there. That's the key. But there's going to be a time when you're going to have to reach into your bag and hope that guards can win it for you because there are defensive strategists out there that will find a way mm-hmm. to take Broom and Williams out of the game. Now, can you take both of them out of the game at the same time? See, that's the key. That's a be tall tough. tale. It's going to have to be one or the other. So I don't. I think it's going to be very hard to to take both out because you're going to leave one exposed or open. Your defense is going to be exposed. But at some point, you're going to have to reach into your bag and pull out guard guard play. Mm-hmm. And tonight, I think Trey with scoring 14 showed that you know he's ready to contribute too. Is there going to be a time when Trey Donaldson and Denver Jones are going to have to combine for 40 themselves? Yes, there is because I think at some point someone's going to draw something up especially in the NCAA tournament, um, to kind of – I mean, I, I'm I'm surprised, to be honest with you, Zach, that Buzz Williams didn't. He is the mm. exact type of coach that finds a way defensively to take away what you do best, and he couldn't. But so, I, they didn't do know. this in that game. I mean, they haven't done what they did tonight all season. No, I mean, and you, you can't expect – I mean, this is a – this is a – I mean – they have been consistently the two best players on the floor for Auburn. So you can say that, but it's mm-hmm. rare that you're going to combine for 50. I mean, that's Tim Duncan, you know, I mean, that that's, I saw a stat with Broom this year in the college basketball season of what he's done from an assist rebounding and scoring. It's, it's historical. It's there with Shaq and Duncan and some of the, and Ralph Sampson, some of the just, iconic bigs in the game. And so, yes, I do believe that Auburn should lean on Broom as much as they can until someone takes it away. Don't get – don't complicate it. If they take it away, then adjust and try to, you know – because if that happens, Zach, then you're going to have wide open threes. Mm -hmm. And that's when Denver and Trey and Chad Baker-Mazzara have got to take advantage of that. Because if you do try to take away Williams – and broom down low, you know as well as I do, wing shots, perimeter shots will be there for the taking. Yep, yep. All right, go ahead in the live chat. Let's debate amongst yourselves. Daryl and I will give our thoughts. Player of the game. Is it Jalen Williams? Is it Janai Broom? Is it Trey Donaldson? Is it Chad Baker Mazzara? Chad Bacon Lasagna? Whatever we want to call him. You can make the case. For all of them. Also, Auburn, according to the live chat, moving up in Ken Palm. We discussed that too. Today's show brought to you by our friends at alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall is where you can get all of your Auburn swag. There's no reason not to go to Alumni Hall. Three great physical locations at Auburn, Opelika, and Huntsville. Daryl, you've been to all three. You can sign off on all three of those. During the game, an Auburn football parent texted me a picture of a package they received from Alumni Hall. So if the Parents of football players can order swag from Alumni Hall. You can too. AlumniHall.com or three of their uh, any of the three physical locations in Auburn, Opelika, and Huntsville. Janai. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. 
See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Broom has to be player of the game in my mind. Yes, I know Jalen Williams scored more. I know that he was more efficient from the floor, but Janai Broom setting the tone and saying, no, 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 you cannot stop this force down low. I think it's Janai Broom. I think what he did was even larger than the 24 points he stuffed the stat sheet with. Yeah, because I mean, I think he also had one of the most beautiful passes that I've seen a big man make. So effortless. Just- so, yeah, I mean, when you can score 24 and then you can pass the basketball as a big like that, and we know he can block shots, and we know he can rebound, and, oh, by the way, he's hitting free throws better. Mm-hmm. He's really mm-hmm. made his game complete. But, again, the underrated aspect of his game, when you get a big that can pass like that, and look, he doesn't just throw it 10 feet. He does that skip pass across the zone, cross court to yeah, the wing. that's right. That's right. It's gonna you're gonna get everybody involved, and you're gonna get. That's why I'm saying if you start keying on him and double teaming him, the guards could go big. Mm-hmm. But that's why I like him too. Absolutely, player of the game. He did it all, and they rode. They absolutely kind of just jumped on his back. Yep. These are the top four teams in all of college basketball, according to Ken Palm, which is the metric we've all kind of agreed is the most important. Houston at one, Purdue at two. UConn at three, and I believe all three of those teams have been number one at some point this season in the AP poll. Auburn is fourth. Auburn is the number four team in college basketball in the measuring stick that people care about most, Daryl. That's phenomenal. I mean, that 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 helps with seed lines come NCAA tournament time. Again, you know, we, we get caught up, and I do too, in the AP poll because it's the thing that we grew up with, some mm. of us grew up with. Mm-hmm. And Ken Palm's kind of a new, you know, data uh, point. It's, an, it's, it's a new uh, indicator. If you're fourth in Ken Palm and the NCAA selection committee takes that serious, let's say at the end of the year after the SEC tournament, Auburn's in the top seven in mm-hmm. Ken Palm. I you're don't a one care or if you're a two seed. Yeah, I don't care if you're 14th in the country in the AP poll. You should be a one or two seed. That's right. And that's why it's so important. And I guess this is their second quad one win. We talked about Auburn had opportunities to get some, and they got two in a row. Is uh, Ole Miss still one? Is Ole Miss still a quad one? Now, if it dropped off, I don't they know. lost, right? Yeah, they lost uh, to South Carolina, which was a quad one loss. Mm-hmm. At, Mississippi at is 61st in Ken Palm. And it's it was on the road. The road. So that would be quad one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That would be quad one. Yep. It's great. It's great. It's I, insane. I, it, it's been a long time, if you're an Auburn basketball fan, that you should feel as good as you felt over the last two games the way your basketball team has played. Mm-hmm. One on the road and one at home. And look, I'll just say it. I, I think a lot of Auburn fans – we're tired of losing to Alabama in multiple sports across the across the uh, threshold there, and it was time. Yeah, and and the way that they ended that streak was emphatic. I mean, it was a statement, right? Should have been a twenty twenty one point victory. It was eighteen, but still, uh, they left no doubt. They left no doubt. So that was a great way to kind of stem that tide a little bit. Yep, uh, I, I think so. I think so. As far as wins this season, 
I mean, this has to be the biggest win, right? I sure. mean, it's not even sure. it's not even debatable at this yeah. point. Yeah, I would. You know, I, the old Miss one was on the road, but Alabama's a better basketball team, and they're your rival. So yeah, and their Ken their Ken Palm rating uh, absolutely dictates that. Yeah, Alabama's seventh still yeah. in Ken I Palm. Mean, so I mean that that absolutely dictates uh, that it's the biggest win. Um, I want to, and I know we said we talk about it later, but I I want to make sure we bring it up before I forget. I, I'm really getting a little bit tired of two basketball teams could could play high level, very talented rival game. I'm so sick of the ref show, Zach. The yeah. combined fouls, they shot 82 free throws. The combined fouls are what, 66 fouls? I know you pronounce Doug Shows, but it's spelled like show. And I think that's what he thinks nice. is everyone's there to see him. He is the most arrogant official, and I, I can tell you stories about coaches that have had him on the court that we've had on shows that have shared stuff with about him. But it's not, again, like I said against Vanderbilt, the first time Auburn played at Vanderbilt, no one's there to see you. And mm -hmm. it's ridiculous to stop the flow the way they did and extend the game that ends at 8.30. It's ridiculous. It takes the, right. it takes the whole pureness out of the game. And I'm talking about both ways, both ways, because Alabama got called for more fouls than Auburn did. Both teams, yeah. I mean, this bit, level. the way it was called benefited Auburn tonight. It it, it did, but again, it, it's just it extends and just drag. I mean, mm -hmm. you got two good teams that can get up and down. I'm I, now look if you foul, you foul. I get it, but they just really. I'm there's got to be something done. It's ridiculous. It's I'm tired of the ref show crap. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Question though, like real talk. If Auburn's offense shifts to being, let's get it to Janai and Jalen over and over and over again down low, I mean, we're probably going to see more of this if Auburn starts playing more of that moving forward. Is that maybe, something maybe. that we're okay with? Well, I, I, I would agree with you, except that you look at the, at the trends and maybe some of the statistics, it's certain officiating crews that fall in love with the whistle more than others. So if Auburn gets sure. a crew that just lets them play on the road, then that's going to be tough. Because we, remember, we saw Broom get physically assaulted last year. Remember how many times we're like, and we thought sure. it's because he yeah. talks too much. So the officials last year, he got violated and they wouldn't blow the whistle. So, you know, I, if, if that's the case, yeah, I hope that if it's a foul, it's a foul. And if they go mm -hmm. through Broom, but you just never know if you get TV, Teddy, or Pat Adams or Doug Showtime Chows, you will get you the whistles will blow. Um, I mean, Auburn shot fifty free throws. I mean, that just looks weird on the stat sheet. Like it doesn't look like a real thing. I mean, it's telling me they but tried to go they inside. Made 40, the they made forty of their ninety-nine points. Yeah, that's big. That's big. Free throws. Yeah, you lose games when you don't go to the line that much, and you miss. You know, if you, yeah, you look no, at other totally. Teams. Totally. And so that right. was that was huge that they used that as an arsenal to win the basketball game because they weren't hitting threes in the second half. And that's how, that's how you can go six minutes without a field goal and still keep your 15-point lead because you kept going to the line. You kept driving mm -hmm. the basketball. Dribble, drive, penetration was their friend tonight. And Alabama, Grant Nelson does not want to guard. He doesn't. He won't. You take it in the right. paint on him, he just does not want to defend. And so you know he doesn't that, want to shave that mustache either. No, he doesn't want to get any you know mustache frillies. But he he is not mm -hmm. he is not 
a a guy that looks interested in defending at all. And so when you realize that, and Broom realized that early, he they just he just kept taking it to that kid. I mean, this ain't North Dakota, cuz you, you're gonna have to guard somebody. And he didn't. And it, it was a long night. And I don't think Pringle is an elite defender. I mean, you look at guys like Cardwell, Jay Will, and Broom, they mm-hmm. try to block shots and guard you in the pain. And I just don't think Alabama is at that level that doesn't show any interest in that. Yeah, I uh, I'm with you, dude. The five just five turnovers for Auburn all night is insane. That is elite. That is That's insane. High level. And I think they turned it. They made Alabama turn over sixteen times. What you got 15. there? Fifteen. I got 15. fifteen. Yeah. So you you know you're you're plus ten on the turnovers. You're plus eight ten on free throws made. Winning formula. You know you can afford mm-hmm. to be on the losing end of the ledger from three points, for three pointers, especially when you know that's Alabama's bread and butter. That's their forte. They live or die mm-hmm. with the three. And again, you hold them in the 30 percentile range, you got a great chance to win. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's people saying this in live chat. Saw people saying it on Twitter too. But like the Grant Nelson kid acted like he wanted all of Chad Baker Mazzara. And it's like, brother, I promise you do not. I promise that would not go well for you. He has that hold me back energy, right? The guy that gets real tough when his friend's holding him back mm-hmm. and wants to get some, but the minute his friend lets him go, he takes a completely different demeanor. Uh, he's a hold me back energy guy. No, he doesn't want any of Chad Baker Mazzara. He's he's one of those guys, like we said, you want to take into a street fighter or a foxhole with you. He's just right. tough. He's tough. And he can back it up. That's right. Uh, all right, our favorite game. Our favorite game. Next five. Next five games on Auburn's schedule. So we're sitting here a third of the way almost through February at eight and two in SEC play, which we all would have taken. We all would have said, yes, we'll take that. So next five, you go to Florida. That's tough. Mm-hmm. I haven't won there in a long time. You host South Carolina. Thank goodness that's a Neville. You host Kentucky. You go to Georgia. And you go to Tennessee. Three and two. And I'll take it. I'll three take three and two. And so you've got you've got us losing in Tennessee and in Gainesville. Is that yeah. is that yeah. what your three and two is? Yeah, I, I mean, think- I'm doing that for two, for reverse jinx. At some point, you've got to break gotcha. the Gainesville. So I, that's why I'm picking it. Mm-hmm. We're getting a lot of seven and O's over the next five games in the live chat, which I'm here for. That's worked. That's yeah. really, really. I think, I think the locked on Auburn live chats really set the tone for that this season. I I'm predicting we win Florida. I'm, I'm going to say four and one Daryl. I'm going to say four and one over the next five. You take that all. Look, I, I'll, if they I'll say go this. four and one over the next five, you win the SEC. Say, God, would you quit doing that crap to We're me? We're still on the same page. It's crazy. I was about to say, I'm about to say something with my chest. Now well, I can't you, you say, say it with it. my chest. You, 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 we can say the same I, thing, you, especially I when can't it's say fun. with my you chest say when you when you said yes, it you already. Can. You can. I give I you. Feel permission. like sne- I'm gonna say this with my chest. If Auburn goes four and one, they will win the SEC. If they go four and one. There in the is. next five games, they will win the SEC, or at least, you know, have a share of the title. Still call themselves champs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. man, I mean, what a great situation Auburn basketball is in right now. 
I love that they weathered that little two game bump when people started to have some doubts and doubts mm -hmm. crept in and the naysayers came out and it was like, okay, you know, and then bam, you know, you kind of get your feet, you kind of get right a little bit against Vanderbilt a week ago, not a sterling performance, but you did what you had to do. Kind of got your sea legs back out underneath you. And then you, the second half of Ole Miss was elite. And the second half of this game was elite. I mean, they have just scored a lot of points in the second half and put games away. And you love well, to see it. They scored more in, in the first half, right? They scored, wasn't it 55 in the first half? It was. I'm just talking about how they extended a 14-point lead to 21 at some point and ended up mm -hmm. winning by 18. So, I, you know. I, I, I have, should we address the, the elephant in the room too? I, I have to just say this so people don't think I'm ignoring it or being arrogant or elitist about it. There will Go be ahead. no laser, there will be no laser light show tonight. And I'm very disappointed. If there is a laser light show tonight, I am getting arrested and there are aliens. My wife is at a church function about this prom that we're doing for mm. special needs youngsters for the Tim Tebow foundation Friday. I'm mm. saying that to say it's for a good cause and she's there helping plan it. So if there is a light show in my yard, I will need help. I will need someone to come rescue me because that means it's somebody else coming to kill me. Got it. That's great. And I hate it because I I, I want to give the people what they want. And this was a great night to have it, but it yeah. is what it is. I mean, Auburn's lights work tonight. They did. They did. Which and that was sweet. apparently is, I mean, you, we can't take that for granted, I guess. Well, high school gyms usually lights work in high school gyms, <laughs> right? I mean, they... They make sure that the school district and all the school board make sure that your lights work in high That's school right. gyms. You got to keep That's the right. kids see see them seeing things clearly. Mm -hmm. That's right. So. That's just, I mean, this was just such a big win for this program and for what this team can be this season. So, I mean, these next few matchups are, are crucial because you're now eight and two with South Carolina. In Alabama and Tennessee's right behind you at seven and two. Is Tennessee playing now? Is that why they don't have a game? Yes, they're, why they're, they're a game less they're, than they're, us. They're playing um, LSU. Oh, they well, they smoked LSU, didn't that? That they played that at six, didn't they? Yeah, they played it at the same time. That, that okay, that so Auburn they still Alabama. played a game less. So they're still right. seven and two. Correct. Okay. Yeah, Got it. but I'm saying they played tonight. I, I, that's what I was at the same but, time. But here, here's what tonight did. In my mind, there is a clear top four in the SEC with South Carolina, Auburn, Alabama, all at eight and two. Tennessee is at seven and two. The next team, which would be your five seed in the SEC tournament, remember the top four seeds are what matters most in the SEC tournament because you get a double bye. You don't play in the SEC tournament until Friday. Kentucky is your fifth seed right now, and they have four losses. So you've got a two-game buffer, a full two-game buffer right now as far as securing a, a double bye in the SEC tournament. I mean, that's a big deal. That's why the that Kentucky was kind of the goal Yeah, last year and like going into this. I don't think a lot of people saw this coming, myself included. Like That's kind of the goal. And um, Auburn, Auburn's probably going to do that. That's why the Kentucky game is so big. As well, because you you give them another loss, but you also hold the tiebreaker in that scenario. So it's like you're actually up an extra game because you've beat mm -hmm. them head to head. So you know that's key. Um, you know, and it, 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 it's not as key if you finish tied 
for the SEC title. Sure, if you finish tied and that team beats you head-to-head, you get the number two seed, but you still get to hang a banner. Right. You're still champion. So that's but the but be tied in the fourth spot, you better own that head to head because they go to the, you know, they go to matchups that are everybody's you play everybody. And so it's pretty I, I guess there's all kind of tiebreakers, but at the end of the day, you want to put Kentucky more separation between yourself and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. All right. Any questions, comments, bold predictions, drop those in the live chat. We'll um We'll stick around a little longer since there's a thousand people in here. We will Absolutely. stick around for for, for longer. We want to bask normal. in the glow. Oh of this. my so, yes. goodness! What a we huge will, win! We will. What a huge definitely. win for the Tigers. I mean, is there a guy that we haven't really talked a whole lot about? I mean, we, Jani Broom, Jalen Williams, Trey Donaldson, didn't really see a whole lot of Denver. So something that's interesting about KD, KD Johnson did not have a good night tonight as far as offensively. Because he actually usually plays pretty, I think he's averaging going into tonight. I think he was averaging like 15 points a game against Alabama. But tonight he was two of 10 for seven points, but he was tied for the lead with Janai Broom and plus minus, which you have to attribute to his defense. You have to. You know, there's that. I know you've seen the graphic on Twitter or X where they have all those combinations playing at the same time and what the most productive and efficiency percentages are like the, the best five on the floor that you have. And KD's mm-hmm. like in, in three of the five rotations that Auburn's on that list. And I think that has a lot to do with plus minus, but it also has a lot to do with what he does defensively and how he finds teammates with skip passes. It's just, he really gives, he injects energy and enthusiasm that elevates his teammates and he can do that without scoring. Right. I love that. That's why when he's on the floor, the efficiency rating is through the roof. Um, I do I do want to see if he's two of ten, him back off a little bit, maybe be two of six at some point. And go, you know, I need to stop yeah. shooting. Uh, but he KD is KD, and you know, this team feeds off him. Uh, he's another guy that's a tough ombre. And uh I don't know. I just I'm from that school of thought and tr- that that when you want to play at high level basketball, you can be elite. You can be, uh, you know, a really, really uh, aesthetically pleasing team. You can you can be really high flyers and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I think the teams that go furthest in the tournaments in the postseason are tough, physically tough and mentally tough teams. And mm-hmm. I think Auburn has that component right now in their makeup. All right, Austin with a good question here. Austin asks Zach and Dap. That's us. Love you so much, Austin. What would this team have to accomplish for this to be considered a successful season? To me, in the regular season, especially when Auburn's sitting at eight and two, tied for the league lead, you want to win a championship. You want to win the SEC regular season title. I think that certainly would make it a success. If you don't do that, you hope that you're a top four seed, which a lot of bad things would have to happen between now and the end of the season for that not to be the case after this win. But you want to be in a situation where you could potentially win the SEC tournament championship. And if it's not that, I think surviving the first weekend, which Auburn hasn't done since the Final Four run, survive that first weekend, get to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament or better, I think all of that would mark this as a successful season. I agree. I think that, you, you know, 
a, a conference title in the regular season, like even yeah, a share any, of any, that. any of those three things yep. make it successful in my opinion. And then I, I would say, um, I'm going to go elite eight. I'm going to say you go past the round of 16 and go elite eight. That'd be awesome. And, and that, that gets you, you know, Auburn, I don't know. I mean, I know it's been a long time. Since, I mean, the, the last time they were in the Sweet 16 was in the, in the Final Four. So I get it. But I just think yeah. this team is built to go a little further in the tournament. And I'd be disappointed if they won two and then got bounced. Kind of like that team of 99 did that was really good and they got beat in the round of 16. I, I'd like to see Auburn get to the Elite Eight, and I'd consider that successful with those other yeah. things. Yeah. So, I mean – the fact that all those things are still on the table and don't seem like a reach is encouraging. I mean, if you had to rank the likelihood of those three things happening, yeah. Let's let's say Elite Eight. Let's say they make it to the Elite Eight. They win the Sweet Sixteen game. What's more, most likely of those three things? Auburn winning the SEC regular season, Auburn winning the SEC tournament, or making it to the Elite Eight. Rank those from one to three. Live chat, you do the same. I'm genuinely curious what y'all think. I'm going to say Auburn going to the Elite Eight is one. Is most likely? And I'm going to tell you why. They are built to be the, the grind of a long season, regular season. And Auburn proved this when they went to the Final Four in 19. Arkansas is proof positive that you could finish third in the SEC and go to three Elite Eights in a row. And that's what they've done. They That's the mm -hmm. blueprint. Auburn is built like that. They are built like a tournament team because of their depth. You get in a tournament where you play twice a week, you have that quick turnaround, depth matters. So I'm going to say yeah. Elite Eight, one, regular season conference title, two, SEC tournament champion, three. Yeah, I would go SEC regular season champion one is the most likely tournament champion two because I think the seeding is going to be favorable. And you talk about being set up to win a tournament in March. I mean, you talk about the conference tournaments day after it's the next day, the, even a quicker turnaround. Then I would say the Elite Eight. It's just so hard to get to the Elite Eight, Daryl. And I'm not saying this team can't do it. That's just tough to do. No, I agree. It's one of the toughest things to do in basketball, just to get out of the round. When you get past the Sweet 16, when you get to the Sweet 16, winning that Sweet 16 game is, like, tough. Again, Sweet, what... The Sweet 16 win was North Carolina? Yes, because you beat then, Kentucky then, to go to the Final Four. That was the most lit I may have ever gotten, was after that North Carolina win. <laughs> lit. I mean, it was it was a late night. For sure. I got you. All right. I'm loving For that. For sure. So, yep. yep. Yeah. I, um, I'm having flashbacks now. I just keep going back to if Musselman and Arkansas can do it three years in a row without having any kind of regular season or conference tournament championships, why can't Auburn? This team has that kind of depth, has that kind of talent, has that kind of chemistry. Mm -hmm. They love each other, they love playing for each other. And so that's the kind of team – I'm not saying they are going to do it. I'm not, like, stamping it saying book it. I'm just saying there's a likelihood that they could because I've seen other teams that did not win tournament or regular season titles in Arkansas being the one three years in a row do it. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I just feel it – just feel good about it. I, I, just, I just have a hunch. Yep. Um, Glenn – Ireland says, Glenn, is that really your last name? Is your last name actually Ireland? 
says beating Florida would be Auburn's most impressive win of the year. Let's get it. You buy that? Because there's it's a different kind of hmm. it's a different <laughs> angle because like they're, I don't think Florida's I don't think Florida's as good as Ole Miss. It's not going to be it's not going to be the most impressive win of the year according to people judging that. Ken Palm selection committee it would not when they get into the room at the end of the year and they're saying quality wins they would put florida behind ole miss and alabama but for the auburn fan base who knows how difficult it is to win in gainesville psychologically for for whatever reason exactly i mean there's been three house of horrors vanderbilt which auburn has slain rup which they have not i think that's a longer rups longer is a longer losing streak than than Florida is, O'Connell Center is, and Florida. So if you overcome that, psychologically for Auburn fans, it's great. But I think resume-wise, collect committee-wise, Ken Palm-wise, no. It would be third or fourth, depending on what happens. Now, you go to Tennessee and beat Tennessee, it even mm-hmm. drops less. So, Yeah. If Auburn wins in Florida this weekend, which I'm predicting they do, I'm predicting an Auburn winning Gainesville. First win since '99, I think, is what we did. What we looked at last uh, last show. They do that. I mean, you got to think Auburn's a top ten team in the polls, right? I mean, there's no there's oh, no way you could find eight, ten teams eight. with yeah. that pass yeah. the eye test better or have a better resume than Auburn. But there are still people that are just leaving Auburn off their ballot, which is fascinating. They don't watch college basketball. And they're idiots, and they need yeah. to have their votes taken away. That's a that's a derelict of duty. It's similar to when we go to SEC media days and we get a ballot. If you don't take it seriously, then don't give somebody a ballot. It's a joke. Mm. And you know you're talking about a, a a poll. Now, thankfully, the selection committee is different and independent of that. They don't just go right down the AP poll to seed people. We've seen that in the past. They don't do that. Ken Palm matters. So, but I just it frustrates me when people don't take their their jobs and their profession that seriously and don't even watch the the basketball games and, right. and, and don't and leave somebody off. That's Look, right. Auburn could lose Saturday at Florida, and I'm not saying they will. Auburn could lose Saturday at Florida, and when the poll comes out Monday, still be 12th. That's how big this win was tonight. Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, if you're in here, the 914 of you that are still in here, thank you for sticking around. For, uh, as long as you did, please like the video. Please subscribe to the channel if you're not already. It would mean a ton. And Daryl, how can uh, how can folks check out everything you've got going on? Follow me on X, DAP, 6410, love interacting. Uh, I'll be on with uh, you Friday morning uh, on, on Locked on Auburn. We'll talk right. all things, and then we'll do be back here again Saturday after to get a little gator chomp. Yep, that's right. That's right. But to Alabama and Alabama fans, just a reminder, you just lost to Chad Bacon, Lasagna, and the Auburn Tigers. Once again, please like the video. Helps the channel out a ton. Read all of our written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.